The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. You know Gloria, boys, and Rodham and Roddy, Johnny and Judy and Mike Avenatti. But do you recall the most infamous lawyer of all? Rudolph, the brown-nosed lawyer, saw his reputation scarred. Like Freddy! And if there's any justice, we will see him get disbarred. Like Kushner! All his fellow New Yorkers used to think that he was smart. Oh, no. They thought that 9-11 helped set Rudy G apart. Hmm. Then one post-election eve, Donald came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so brown, how'd you like to be my clown? Then everybody mocked him <laughs> as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the brown-nosed lawyer You destroyed your legacy Like Kanye! <laughs> Musical interlude Lots of pictures of Rudy here For those of you listening to an audio-only stream Rudolph the brown-nosed lawyer Found himself in quite a mess Like this dumpster This is worse than that time he Hung out with Donald in a dress His colleagues once were jealous Now he's just a sad disgrace Like Cosby Farted on Jenna Ellis Hair dye streaming down his face Then one day at the Four Seasons Total landscaping side Rudy shrieked, there's voter fraud Near where bodies go to God Now everybody mocks him As we all shout out with glee Yippee! Rudolph the brown-nosed lawyer You've destroyed your legacy Oh yeah, Nixon! (laughs) Oh, sorry, need to do that Um, uh, That is man, woman... A man, woman, camera parody. They did that in January of this year. I I don't think I ever played it when it came out because it was like after the holidays, you know, but it works now, you know. Uh, Welcome to a Tuesday, everybody. Um, A man, woman, camera parody. Uh, There's more. You know, I figure Thanksgiving is over. So the holiday tunes are fair game now. Yeah. Um, All right. You know what? Let's not wait any longer because uh, you know what time it is. And it only comes around every, you know, other week if we're lucky. So with that. Gives you the blues. Here's the perfect place to go. It's Tuesdays with Carla on the Nicole Sandler Show. Woo! A 
Laffy is here. Uh oh. Oh, hold on, hold on, Laffy, because I still have I've got music playing in the background. I should. Oh, I know why. All right, let me pull that down. Okay, all good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that was a, that was a fun it, song, wasn't it? Well, I could hear uh, oh. the voices, Ugh. which is good. It's better yeah. than just hearing the music. But I couldn't hear the music. Okay. But Sorry. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know got to figure that out. But uh, regardless, you're here. Um, hi. I are here. Yeah. So um, it is the, it it is the season. It's hard to be joyous right now, though, because there's uh, not, not sure. a whole lot of happiness going around. You know, today, no. for those who are um, <laughs> who are listening uh, to the audio stream, stay on ProgressiveVoices.com or NetrootsRadio.com or AirProgressive.org or any of the other uh, streaming radio stations that... Um, that carry the show. Um, you, you're not seeing, you know, I do this show card every day. I put together a graphic, um, to, uh, to, you know, for like a cover graphic for each day's episode. And today, well, for today, it, I'm trying to get the backgrounds. Here we go. So this is today's, I'm putting it up for those who are watching video who could see it but it is a gathering there's me and laffy it's the same picture we always start with as our base and today because today was the memorial service for rosalind uh carter uh all the surviving first ladies were there so we see jill biden wearing her lovely nicole sandler uh t-shirt um <laughs> hillary clinton laura bush uh michelle obama and there in the back with her boobs hanging out is malaria. I'm sorry, Melania. Um, and apparently uh, we were not that far off because Melania yeah. is coming under, uh, taking the incoming criticism today because everyone else was wearing black and Melania had to wear gray. It was like a light gray, yeah. Light gray. It's like yeah. her, you know, I really don't care. Do you jacket that she wore as I don't know if remember where she was going, but it's just her lack of her lack of respect. Oh well, that's her that's who she is. Look who she married. Look who she's still stood by. Yeah. Look who she supported in every possible way. She has absolutely no self-respect, nor respect for anybody else. Um she just lives off of Trump's money and does her thing and rips up roses from flower bed. At the White House. <laughs> she does. No you biggie. know, um, by the way, uh, there's, uh, I guess, pictures of Jill Biden's holiday decorations at the White House. And there are all kinds of um, of uh, comparisons between yeah. what malaria did at the White House. Remember the blood Christmas, the red yes. everything? Um, yeah. yeah, she, she, you know, she didn't quite Talk get that. Tasteless. She's just like, they just have like, it's such an understatement to say they have no taste. They're <laughs> the most tasteless people on earth. They're horrible. They're horrible people. So even at Christmas, they can't even decorate with taste. No. They decorate with dreck. <laughs> And blood, you know, there was the red wedding at Game of on Game of Thrones, and there was the red Christmas at the Trump's White House. Who could forget? So, so classy, yes. What a, what a classy bunch. Yes. Um, um, but she showed up yeah. today. I guess that's 
says something. Well, I have but, a, an because, empty wheel quote about that. Okay, yes. Just a quickie uh, about her showing up. I'm glad Melania showed up, didn't wear her I really don't care do you jacket, yeah, uh-huh. and showed that this is more important to her than any of her spouse's four criminal trials. She has not shown up at one of those. So not one! You know, this was for the cameras. This was for, um, to make, I guess, to, to, to do what she had to do. So she wouldn't get completely bombarded yeah. on, online. How does the song go? Don't stand by your man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Why would she? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Why would, she? Why would anybody? So, um, uh, it, it, we are post Thanksgiving. So we are in full on um, holiday season. You know, this year, Thanksgiving came early, just like, you know, 23 years ago. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, it was, it was November 23rd back in 2000 when I adopted Allison, when I was in that courtroom in Kazakhstan. And, um, that year Thanksgiving was on November 23rd and it's rarely this early. It's usually like now, like the 27th, 28th, but this year, just like it was 23 years ago, go figure. I I don't understand. You know, I have a hard enough time remembering uh, which were presidential election years and which weren't. So Jonathan, who's in the YouTube chat room, reminded me, you know, today it's it's the Ros- Rosalind Carter Memorial Service. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy was there not, you know, looking. Um, oh, he just it was he, heartbreaking it, to see him. It really was. Uh, honestly, but he was there. I mean, when I first saw the picture, I, I didn't realize what I was looking at. And it looked like when I hate I'm sorry to I'm going to say something that that's going to sound horrible, but this is, this was just because I saw a little tiny image. When I was a kid, I was about seven. We went to Mexico and we went into the tombs or something where they had mummies light up, lined up against the wall. They all were upright. Uh Their skin was on. It was, it was just, it was just like paper, you know, but all their mouths were open. And I asked my dad, why were their mouths open? And he explained being the doctor that he was, well, you see, dear, when they die, their muscle tension, you know, their muscle, uh, uh, what's the word? Just lost the deal. You know, elasticity, the the muscle. muscle, Yeah. Yeah. It it completely goes away. So their, their mouths automatically drop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. Well, that's interesting. You know? And well, then when I saw this picture of him, I'm, that was the image. I mean, it's a horrible image to to think about. I'm sorry to put it that way, but he has, he has so little ability. uh, And I'm thrilled that he was there. I'm thrilled he got to be there. Yep. But he, he just, it was so heartbreaking it to is see heartbreaking the condition he was because in. Because we hadn't seen him. Like, he's been in hospice for like nine months already. Yeah, since February. Yeah. Right. And Rosalind just went in like last week, but apparently she planned her yeah. own memorial. And, um, oh, the, I didn't the, know that. Yes. So this, the, the picture that I have up on the screen right now is from the memorial. And you can see Jimmy, he's in the wheelchair with the blanket over him. His son, Chip, is holding his hand there. And of course, in that front row... You see malaria in gray when everyone else is wearing black. You know, she just yeah, got to got to do that. But um, this this the, the 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 shot that I have up here, I just got to play this for you. So Jonathan in the chat room reminded me that my first presidential election that I ever voted in was in 1980. I voted for Jimmy Carter to be reelected. Of course, um, it Ronald Reagan won that year, unfortunately. Um, and, and there were some who say, you know, Jimmy Carter was not a great president, but my God, I don't care how bad he was. He would have been better than 
Ronald Reagan, which got us started in this, in this, uh, uh, this downward spiral. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I wanted to play this clip because there's Amy Carter. So those of us who are old enough to remember, Amy Carter was a little kid in the White House. And this is um, Amy Carter speaking today at the memorial. I chose something that is hard to read without crying. So be patient. My mom spent most of her life in love with my dad. Their partnership and love story was a defining feature of her life. Because he isn't able to speak to you today, I am going to share some of his words about loving and missing her. This is from a letter he wrote 75 years ago. 75 while he years was ago. serving wow. in the Navy. My darling, every time I have ever been away from you, I have been thrilled when I returned to discover just how wonderful you are. Mm -hmm. While I am away, I try to convince myself that you really are not, could not be, as sweet and beautiful as I remember. But when I see you, I fall in love with you all over again. Does that seem strange to you? It doesn't to me. Goodbye, darling. Until tomorrow. Jimmy. And that's what she read at the at the uh, at the service today. I just I just, just thought that was beautiful. I it was beautiful, and I think about how badly she was treated. Oh, horribly, horribly, just like Chelsea Clinton, because yes. the Republicans who just don't have a shred of humanity in them. Mm-hmm. You know, she, Amy Carter was what nine years old in the White yeah, House, just a as kid. right Ooh, as kid. was Chelsea Clinton, and all they could talk about was how. In their words, not mine, ugly and unattractive they were. You do this to little kids, and yet, you know, um, uh, I think the media was very nice to, uh, what's his name, Baron Trump, and they hands off, as it should be, with kids. But the, the media and the Republicans were never nice to the children of the Carters or the Clintons. Can you imagine if there had been the Internet then? Uh, No, no. You know, the Internet, I often say it's like a blessing and a curse. It's Mm -hmm. like, how did we ever get by without it? But right. We were so much nicer to one another. I got to tell you that the ugliness on the Internet is 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 astounding to me, even though I know I don't expect anything different. The ugliness that is just it, it. you know, there's no wonder we're a, a world full of depressed people. Oh, I know. You're constantly barraged. You know, if you if you read any social media at all, um, even if you just read news sometimes because it's presented so badly, it's you're just it's an onslaught. It's an endless onslaught of negativity. Yeah. And, you know, I was just I, I do this regularly now on Mastodon. It's getting worse and worse. I try to post a little good news. Once in a while, I'll find a post, you know, like, hey, the economy's better than we thought. Yeah. Here's some proof of it, you know, and then they list all the all the uh, prices and how they've gone down and stuff. Or, or, hey, the polls aren't as bad as we thought, because if you look at it this way, here's the context, you know, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And what do I get back? 
Well, my economy sucks because I have it. You know, well, yes, of course, I sympathize if you have if you're going through a hard time and and you you can't afford something or if you have a terrible health care or whatever. It's horrible. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. But here's an idea. When someone posts something good or you read something good online, take just maybe a minute. That's 60 seconds. And I don't know. Enjoy it. Yeah. Well, it's, it. Yeah. It's hard to do when you're constantly being batted down. You know, I got I got to tell you, in the last 24 hours, I had two I had two really nice um listeners who made donations to my show because they understand that this is how, you know, you mm-hmm. guys pay my salary. I don't uh, I, I flirted with advertising for a little while. We're not doing that anymore. Uh, unless, you know, you get hit with one of the ads on YouTube or maybe in a podcast, but I'm not running ads in the live show anymore because, um, frankly, it wasn't worth it. Um, anyway, you know, I survive based on your generosity and those of you who, uh, appreciate the work I do here and and support my work. I can't thank you enough. And I got two such donations in the last 24 hours. One came through the website uh, and, and, and it was a donation from somebody who lives in um, Germany. We actually have quite a few listeners in Germany. I think next to the U.S. and Canada, this t- uh, it has our, the most listeners we have in Germany. Go figure. I don't know why. But anyway, so this one person... Uh, you know, made a donation, but made a point to tell me that they disagreed with my stance on the war, all well and good. The And the other one, I went to my mailbox. There was a, a mailbox. I've got a new mailbox finally here in Arizona. And somebody no. sent me a package here with, you know, a, a lovely donation. And I so appreciate it. Francine in Ventura, California. But oh. she sent me reams of paper and, um, I, I just, you know, first she, she commented on how moving is one of the big stressors in life, as you know now, because you're getting ready to move, and I just did, and I'm still in the midst of it. And she said, give yourself time to adjust, breathe, and enjoy your new life. And it was very nice. But then in the second paragraph, she said, I'm sending you some background information that you may not be aware of. I've heard you repeatedly say that Hamas started this on October 7th. Uh, I just was, I just want you to be aware there were other things that occurred before that. Uh, no, no kidding. Francine, really? if you think I don't know the history of the Jews and the Palestinians and Israel and Palestine and Gaza and um, uh, centuries of, of Jews not being welcome anywhere, believe me, I know the history. I did not say that Hamas started this on October 7th. What I said was a switch flipped in my brain after learning right. about what was done on October 7th. I remember you're saying that. Entirely different things. And so, and, and the, the, the person from Germany um, accused me of not understanding the history. I understand the history. And I come at it from someone who was raised not religious, but by tradition Jewish. And it, it, so I'm not going to, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this today. I encourage people to come listen to the show tomorrow because our guest tomorrow is a woman who uh, moved to Israel some 12 or 13 years ago. Um, met her husband there, 
uh, settled down, built a home, uh, have two little kids, and narrowly escaped with her life on October 7th. And she's got some truths that the, the corporate media is not... Uh, not telling. And I just want an actual human being to share her human story. So we'll do that tomorrow. But please don't, don't accuse me of not understanding the history. I know it full well. So that being said, um, <laughs> we're living our own history. What I was saying was, I, I tend to, you know, forget what years presidential elections were. So uh, what happened was, and in this part of my um, memory is is clear but foggy at the same time because we're 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 going back a lot of years. But in 1979, Jimmy Carter was president. It was th- three years into his first term or his only term, and um, it was my birthday, my 19th birthday. The um, the hostages were taken. It was November 4th, 1979. Actually. Actually, I'm wrong. It was my 20th birthday. My mother had died 10 days earlier. And on, on my birthday, my 20th birthday, the hostages were taken. Um, and, you know, for, young people don't even remember, you know, or don't know the stories of what happened. But the, at the Iranian embassy, or at the U.S. embassy in, in, in Iran, um, they took hostages. There was a movie called Argo about this. It's actually a pretty good movie with Ben Affleck. You should watch it if if you're not familiar with the story. The following year, election day fell on my birthday, one on my 21st birthday, one year to the day after the hostages were taken, 10 days after my mother died. And um, that's when Ronald Reagan was elected president because they, <sighs> right? And I, I, it was like such a, you know, my mom had died. It was my birthday. And then it was my birthday a year later. And it seems like, you know. It, you can't it, catch a break. No. And that was 40 years ago. That yeah. was 40, a couple of 40 some odd years ago. And it's, you know, it, it's like those moments are, are embedded in your memory in your being. I, I, so when I hear about hostages, you know, that's my earliest hostage memory. And, and the, the you know, the, it never goes away. Those memories don't ever go away. And so looking at Jimmy Carter now, I think of, you know, just how I think that how the world would be a different place now had the Supreme Court not, and Jeb Bush not stolen the 2000 election oh, for God. W and if, if Al Gore had been president, as I believe he was elected to be, um, by the same token, you know, it's so much in history could change in just a tiny little, you know, if, if what? No, I did not vote for Reagan. I voted for Jimmy Carter. Oh, my God. Who no, Rick Smith in the chat room said, and Nicole didn't vote for Reagan, LOL. No, I never voted for Ronald Reagan. No. Yeah. So mm. anyway, it's weird that that these these. um moments in history and how they intersect with our lives and how they create these memories within us. Well, I just think of little kids today, like the kids that are being released now from Hamas and how oh, they're, they've got an imprint that'll uh, never go away. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Ted Koppel. Um, uh, uh, this is a different Tamara in the chat room. Tamara Chance. Welcome, Tamara. Um, so Ted Koppel, the, the um, um, Nightline started yeah 
because of the hostage crisis in Iran. That's how that that TV show got started in Iran for many years after that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, our memories, my memory anyway, is shaky with the passage of time, but certain things are, are indelible. You have any of those memories, Laffy? Anything that, you know, a moment in history that is sort of imprinted on you because of yeah, mostly with the Kennedys being shot. Uh-huh. One was was John F. and and then of course Robert. I remember I was in the dorm at UCLA, and I walked by the TV room. And there were people, and I happened to just you know stop to look at the TV from the outside, and I that was when they were announcing the news about Robert Kennedy. Oh, God. And I remember my forehead knitted together involuntarily, like right. I I've never had that happen before. It was like a weird, you know. I remember that. Thing, of all things to remember, but um, I was so stunned and so upset. And I remember, you know, before that, obviously, um, when JFK got shot, I, I didn't, I was young and I didn't understand, well, how could he get shot? We're not like in cowboys and Indians, you know, like I didn't understand why somebody would get shot these in, in that, in the modern day and age. And then I saw teachers crying mm. and I was like, why are they crying like that? What? Like, I just, it just didn't register. I knew it was bad, obviously, and it was horrible. But I didn't understand some of the little details that were happening in front of my eyes for a while. It took a while for it to, to sink in. But well, that um, yeah, that, that's what I remember. Then I remember getting hit with tear gas when I demonstrated at UCLA. I was getting hit, always getting hit with tear gas. We took over the, dem- the, the administration building to protest the war. And I mean, you know, the 60s, yeah. the 70s. That's, uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember much of the 60s because I was a little kid. I do remember the 70s. <laughs> well, through, through the pot haze because I grew up in South Florida <laughs> and we, you know, it all came in through Florida. And yeah. So anyway, it's funny because I remember less of the 70s than I do of the 60s because I was I was more detached. Um, I got married and I moved to San Francisco and I was trying to get work as a Kelly girl, which was temporary work, if you don't know what a Kelly girl is. Um, and it was just like I had no time for anything but what I was doing, you know, like just trying to get money in. And I, I just, you know, it's, things just didn't penetrate for a while. Right, um, right. <clears throat> I, I didn't like politics. and I, I intentionally stayed away from them so I can relate to the youth vote now that like sometimes they, they get a little oversimplistic or or purposely turn their backs. I can understand that because I did that. But if someone had come up to me and said, you know what, you better pay attention. I would have done that. I would have paid attention. Mm-hmm. And I, would have, I did. I never missed a vote. I always voted. Always. Me too. And by the way, um, uh, for many years, I was registered as an independent or no party affiliation just because I'm a rebel and I don't join things. And I've got my problems with the Democrats, nothing like what my problems with the Republicans are. But mm-hmm. I never voted for a Republican candidate. I mean, I, I no, even never. when I, never um, somebody Me in the neither. chat room just said Stephanie Miller voted uh, for Ronald Reagan, and so did Randy Rhodes. Well, her parents were were her father. Her father was a um, he was a VP uh, can, was he the VP candidate? Yes, or with uh, what's his name? With um, um, oh God, now I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, her father was a the VP candidate with 
Come on, somebody in the chat room um, is going to tell me. It it was it was like a you know like a not Henry Wallace, but somebody like that. It was somebody. It went right out of my head. Yeah, and and somebody in the chat room Ah. is going to tell us. Anyway, um, so she did grow up in this Republican family. I don't know what Mandy's excuses, but and they were very Goldwater. Thank you, Jay Colley. Goldwater, very Goldwater. I I, I could picture his face, (laughs) and I could not get that name. Thank you so much. Yes, Goldwater. Yes. So she has a background of, of, you know, Republicans in her family, which I understand why she would then vote Republican. Yeah. But she came too, you know, yes. she, she, she came woke around. Up. She, she's woke. George she's Wallace. Thank you, Bob LeBlanc. Not Henry. Well, Henry oh. Wallace was a progressive. George Wallace was the. George Wallace. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> uh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Move on. Brain is <laughs> brain is fried today. I, I don't know why, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, and it's history in the making again, you know, um, uh, there's a great thread that I've been seeing. Who's the guy, um, uh, the Dem uh, docket guy, not Ellis. I, I, I'm having oh, trouble with names today. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I, I can picture it. Uh, got it. Wait. Oh no, it's gone. I yeah. just had it in my um, head. Um, short name. Yes. I, it's I type E-L- it all the time. Elias, Mark Elias. Elias. Yes. Elias. Thank it t- you. sometimes oh, just takes a minute. It's not Maladies, Ellis. It was Maladies. an alliance. Maladies. We'll get to Maladies, them in a little while. Yeah. But yeah, so Mark Elias put out this thread that, you know, a vote for Jill Stein is a vote for Trump. A vote for Cornell West is a vote for Trump. A vote for Marianne Williamson is a vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these uh, vote for RFK Jr is a vote for Trump. Um, You know, the old, don't cut off your nose to spite your face because, you know, stay home, be careful what you wish for. Right. Doesn't January 6th enough to convince anybody to just for once ignore the, oh, the lesser of two two evils. No, I'm not doing that again. Look at what you're going to get if you don't vote for Biden or whoever ends up being the Democrat if something happens to Biden. It will be Biden. It is Biden. No, no, I don't mean... Right. Bad. I mean, I if know. his health goes. Oh, something. but you know, oh, guess what, Laffy? He's old. Oh, no, see, I <laughs> screw that. But I'm just saying, you know, things do happen. I'm not, I never count on a candidate being a candidate until they're the candidate. Right. So, but I, uh, he's the obvious candidate. <laughs> Hello. Unfortunately, um, yeah. But I always qualify because then, you know, I just do that. Because Although I'm, the Coke, really the Coke, that way. it's not the Coke brothers anymore because one of the brothers is dead, yeah, I, but the Coke, Coke I have that in my thing. Oh, the, then I'll wait you until your thing. It? Yeah. You let's do, do your thing. Um, let's do my thing. Let's do your thing. I have a thing. And well, is going to do her thing. Mark Elias. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Laffy, do your thing. Okay, because I couldn't hear the, anything but oh. one tweet. I heard a little chirp. That was yep, it. Yep. Um, okay, first of all, I got to just throw this in. This was after I talked to you, Nicole. Yeah. Um, on CNN, <laughs> this is so sick. Uh, Liz Cheney uh, was being interviewed because she has that book out. Yeah. She's going to be on with, with uh, Rachel Maddow next right. next Monday night. It'll be her first primetime interview. But I guess she's starting now with the daytime interviews. And she said McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy claimed he went to Mar-a-Lago after January 6th <laughs> because Trump was depressed and was not eating. <laughs> According to Cheney, McCarthy said Trump knew early on that he lost the election, but McCarthy said Trump needed to go through all the stages of grief because, you know, when you're a 
traitor who is inciting violence. You need a little TLC. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you even believe? First of all, bullshit. I call such bullshit on that. Um, second you, of all, you, do you need oh, that? Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, speaking of him, speaking of, of uh, Keith Olbermann, yeah, that, he just that announced was... he was leaving Twitter. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Took him forever. Yeah. But he, that's where his audience is. See, that's the problem. People have said our audience is on Twitter. And so we don't leave. That's why the, the hard uh, journalists, you know, the hard news journalist types don't leave. That's why the big newspapers don't leave because they have an audience there. If everybody would, you know, encourage them to build their audiences elsewhere, then maybe they would leave Twitter too. Yeah. But no. No. But no. Anyway. You, uh, what was here's the we thing. Gonna... If we just yeah. all leave, then it just surrenders the territory to the haters, to the yeah. right wingers, to the, the Elmos. Right. That's the, that's the, and that's the reason why I've not gone. And believe me, I, I go back and forth on it all the time as you know, God forbid, I, 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 I post my opinion on anything. The swarms come and tell me what a horrible person I am. <laughs> yeah, of like, course it's Twitter. I don't need you to tell me that. I believe me. I'm my own we worst critic. Know. Yeah. Thank we you. all know. Yeah. Um, what were wait, What was the subject I, I was going to start talking about because we were, you know, we were just saying something um, about something. Yeah. You said, I have was that. It the Cokes? The Cokes. Uh, the Cokes. It was the Cokes. Okay. Yes. Or so, the Coke. Um, the Coke gang is endorsing Nikki Haley. That's the big headline. Uh, and it says they plan to spend millions. This is from, I don't know where, but it's everywhere. The plan to spend millions. Uh, they plan to spend millions to defeat Trump. Quote, the political network is founding, founded by the Koch brothers is endorsing Nikki Haley in the Republican presidential primary race, giving her organizational muscle and financial heft as she battles Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida for second place in Iowa. And then uh, Simon Rosenberg jumped in. This is one of the, the um, this is one of the uh, toots I put out that got negativity attached to it. I put it out just because it's interesting, just so you know, I'm going to preface it with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big believer in polls until we get really close. And even then I'm not. Right. Um, Simon Rosenberg said, a reminder to everyone writing about Nikki Haley today, because what's what everyone's saying is, oh, yeah, Nikki Haley, she'll become the nominee because Trump will get uh, convicted or he'll be busy with court or something or be in jail. And wow, she's toast. And I'm thinking, no, you said that in 2016 about Trump. Uh, Don't ever say that about anybody again. You can say that about Biden. It doesn't mean he's toast. You can say that about anybody. It doesn't mean they're toast. Anyway, he says a reminder to everyone writing about Nikki Haley today. Trump is only at 60% in the primary now. 40% of Republicans are not currently supporting him. This is a big number. Trump is under 50% in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. A majority of Republicans in these early states are not supporting him. Um, I just put that out there because, interesting, you know, Simon Rosenberg's a, a pretty optimistic and yet accurate uh, reporter on these things. And so I thought, that's fun to put up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody's talking about, oh, polls, blah, blah, blah. You're right. But enjoy the moment. Enjoy what he's saying. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not? We um, we know it's only November. All right. We get it. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to poo poo every but, but single you, thing. But you know what? We don't hear. We don't hear the things because the media is doing the same shit they were doing in 2016. Do you know that the price of gasoline here in the U.S., which honestly has nothing to do with who the president is, 
just I'll say that, even though right, right now, if I were a Republican, I'd be going, look how great we are. Gasoline prices have fallen in the U.S. for 60 straight days. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not anything that Biden did. It just is. It's OPEC. It's it's the, the games that the oil producers are playing with the market. Um, it's a lot of things. But the president has no control over the price of gas. And I'm saying that as gas prices are falling, just as I'll say it when gas prices inevitably go up again. Of course. Right. And I posted that. I don't have it on on my thing on my list here, but um, about a whole bunch of different prices falling. And one of them, I believe, was health care. And that's when somebody rightfully said she's having a horrible time with health care. But I said, enjoy the moment, though. Other people are not. I'm so sorry you are. I really am. But let's enjoy that some people are having a good day. You know, let's enjoy the fact that some prices on in uh, when you go to the market, some supermarket prices have dropped. Yep. Yes, other things have risen. But let's enjoy the part that's good. You don't always have to come back and say, yeah, but this is shitty. Right. We know it's shitty. Right. I'm showing you a part that isn't shitty for once. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going. The Coke gang is endorsing Nikki. Okay. So the, my my buddy, uh, who's I think she's a lawyer, Fulon girl. And she says, now that is interesting. Billionaires fighting over which repressive person they wanted to, to, to destroy democracy. And replying to someone who thinks Haley would be more manageable than Trump, she said, more manageable for the billionaires. They thought they could manage Trump, but he was not manageable. She'll be like George W. Bush. Um, and then, uh, oh no, and that's it for that's it for my Coke, oh, my yeah. Coke story. I, yeah. I only had a couple. For she that won't one. be anything. Well, I hope because, uh, boy, talk about wanting to have it both ways. Nikki Haley is one of those people who talks out yes. both ends of her ass. She just, she, yes. you know, she says whatever is most. Uh, beneficial to her at the moment doesn't matter that it's a complete contradiction of what she said yesterday but you know it doesn't matter that's what she does no it doesn't and she's anti-abortion she's anti um uh earned benefits social security medicare she you know she wants to to raise ages and you know she's like every other fascist republican except that she's not violent yet <laughs> yet. I say yet because yet. who knows? <laughs> right. You know, there's um, um uh never mind. Yeah. I was gonna say there's a great you know, my uh, my name is Nicole, but as a kid I was Nikki, spelled the yeah. same way, N-I-K-K-I. Um and when I was like my roommate in college, I think, you know, and it was not a very common name. And I used to hate it because it was like icky Nikki. You know, it was like, ew, kids make kids are horrible. They make fun of you because of stupid things. Um until the Prince song came out in Purple Rain, there's a song called Darling Nikki. Met a girl named Nikki. You might say she was a sex queen. Met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating in a ma- with a magazine. Um, it's it's such a perverse song. And I, and I was this innocent young thing, not really innocent, but you know, and people would send me that song. Like they just like, have you heard this? Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if Nikki, you know, if it were Trump, he'd he'd come out dancing to the YMCA. He'd probably play that because everything about him is inappropriate. I'm waiting for Nikki to embrace darling Nikki. <laughs> that would be something. OK, so there's a, 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 a v, former VP Pius McKissass <laughs> yes. uh, story that came out. 
uh, ABC had it, and it's basically uh, that Pence told the January 6th special counsel all these gory details about what happened and warnings to Trump and all this stuff. Um, it says the former VP is a top official known to have spoken with investigators, quote, not feeling like I should attend electoral count, Pence wrote in his notes. He took notes in late December. Too many questions, too many doubts, too hurtful to my friend. Therefore, I'm not going to participate in certification of election. Oh, God. Then <clears throat> sitting across the table from table from his son, a Marine, while on vacation in Colorado, his son said to him, Dad, you took the same oath I took. It was an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Pence recalled uh, saying that to Smith investigators. That's when Pence decided he would be at the Capitol on January 6th after all. So I have some takes. Okay. Takes to that. Okay. 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 Uh, So Jonathan Carl's tweet said Pence notes reveal he had initially decided not to preside over the electoral count on January 6th, not feeling like I should attend the electoral count. Too many questions, too many doubts, too hurtful to my friend. Therefore, I'm not going to participate. His blah, blah, friend. Blah. Joyce Vance please. replied. Yeah. Sorry? I said his friend, please. His friend. Right. And that's exactly, that's coming. Uh, Joyce Vance replied, so much for the view that Pence was a principled man who did the right thing on January 6th. Yeah. Because he was saying he didn't want to do that. Okay, then that's Ryan right. Riley said, It's really quite something that the former vice president of the United States in his public narrative about the events leading up to January 6th left out the part where his 20 something son tells the VP to put his big boy pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was going to make a Mitt Romney uh, joke, but I won't. uh, Then a follower of mine, Don Cooley, he said, so he's trying to convey that his begging to be let off the hook was actually a manly admonishment, but he was too chicken to write that because his friend might get <laughs> mad and resume efforts to have him hanged. <laughs> then Anthony Michael Christ uh, on Twitter said, the most important twi- takeaway... Anthony from Michael News- Christ? No, Christ. Oh, okay. K-R-E-I-S. Okay. He's a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> Or he's he's a, something legal. Gotcha. Uh, the, the most important takeaway from the ABC News story regarding Pence hedging and whether he should preside over the counting of the Electoral College votes on January 6th is that the pressure campaign on Pence to unlawfully and u- unilaterally upend the election was not entirely ineffective. And then Empty Wheel replied, and should be, but will not be, an issue in gag proceedings. Millet the judge claimed that none of the public targeted by uh, by Trump might be swayed, but they were. Uh, yes. And by Marcy, the way, since uh, you, uh, yeah. you've been quoting a number of Marcy Wheeler tweets or toots or whatever's today. Um, just a reminder, friendly reminder is that yep. it's empty wheel Friday here hey. on the Nicole Sandler show every Friday. Now, now we, we took last week off for Thanksgiving. Um, that doesn't count. But, but, but she'll be back again this Friday. So just, you know, um, save up, you know, all your Marcy, uh, you, you, you just come armed with a, a a pad and a pencil or something so yeah, you can take she notes. Fast. Yeah, a lot of stuff. She also okay. said about this, this highly detailed story, this is from Marcy, comes in the same day that a Trump filing accuses Mike Pence of telling a story to Jack Smith in a bid to avoid charges in the investigation <laughs> of mishandling classified records. But note that Pence has detailed notes. Oh, and says notes. That's Pence right. That's why I notes. called it out in the proceeding. I see. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I wanted to do a callback so it 
tied together. So that's the part that ties together. And then there was a comma moment, a moment of comma. Comma? Oh, I heard a misplaced comma. A misplaced comma. Special counsel investigators questioning became so granular at times that they pressed Pence over the placement of a comma in his book. And Catherine Falder says Pence wrote that he told Trump on Christmas Day 2020, you know, comma, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome of the election. And Pence told investigators that he actually meant to write that he admonished Trump. You know, I don't think I have the authority to. You, you know, like, you, you know, know I that think I, I don't think. I, right. Yeah. You right. know, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. Yeah. So they're calling him out for a comma. Uh, That's uh, what I have. Who on inserted that the comma? Was it Mike or was it his editors? That's the question of the day. Mm. And maybe he can answer that on the stand. Yes, please. Because he will be on said stand. Um, here's a little story that will make people happy from Reuters. Rupert Murdoch is set to be questioned under oath on Tuesday and Wednesday as part of voting technology company's uh, Smartmatic's $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox Corp over coverage of debunked vote rigging claims involving the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Yes, and I believe he already did uh, testify today because it's already late in the day, so it, uh, maybe he'll be back tomorrow. But here's the, oh, the yeah. thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first multi-million dollar just shy of a billion dollar judgment against fox the Mm -hmm. channel fox not news channel that's a cable channel um that was the defamation case brought by dominion voting systems this is the other one smartmatic and it's an even bigger lawsuit uh, for which uh, Fox will likely get hit with an even larger fine than the almost billion dollar fine, which didn't seem to change the way they do business, even one little iota. So maybe if they're fined over a billion dollars this time, maybe, maybe they'll have to start telling the truth. I don't know. I hope, and I hope that uh, Smartmatic doesn't settle. I hope that mm. they let it make them go through you know, the whole thing again, the whole thing. I, 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 and I hope they don't just, I just hope they go after, you know, like go to get, go for the throat. But here's the thing, you know, there's no, it seems like there's no mechanism to make them pay. So, you know, uh, what's his name? Alex Jones, the bloviator. Did you see that today? Yes. So the families, the Sandy Hook families said, look, you, you know, you've already have a judgment of like a billion dollars against you and you're not paying and he hasn't curbed his spending or anything. They offered him a way to settle and that's by paying some, uh, like Like 85. No, it's a big one. Like $85 million or something or, or 8.5, million dollars a year for 10 years. So it comes up to like $85 million, which is a lot mm-hmm. less than he, the judgment against him um, right. to give him a way to like move forward because he hasn't given them a penny yet. This is the problem. You can get a judgment. It doesn't help you collect. And you know what somebody wrote to me about that? What? Well, if they don't care enough to collect the money, I don't care to give them money. Oh, come on. I couldn't believe I said, huh? What? If they don't care to collect the money, it's not about caring to collect the money. If there's not a mechanism of enforcement to make him give the money that was, uh, you know, awarded in a judgment, what are they supposed to do? Go there and and bang him over the head and say, pay up? 
I know. What can they possibly do? They're doing what they think they can do. Right. And they're the parents of, of, of the dead children. I don't think they're letting them off easy. No, I don't know, think they uh, are. Intentionally. Either. I don't think they're right. going, well, you know, but it's just, you know, we'll just do this. No, I think they've given this plenty of thought. They've been through enough. And they're doing what they can to resolve this. You know, this is another example of people speaking out their asses. You know, it's one thing to believe you have a handle on a story, um, Uh but this is more akin to like the what I told you about yesterday with the former listener who sent this article out and she had obviously only read the headline and the headlines are often misleading as it was in this story. And she's like, people thought I was wrong. I was right. No, you were wrong. Read the fucking article. Or just That's take what time to understand the situation, you know, process a little bit. Yeah. Uh, people are very quick to need to say their piece and without regard to what's really happening or without regard to giving, to, to, to putting context to what they're saying more. I, 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 do, I understand that everyone's, it is extremely upset ever since the war broke out, ever since October 7th, I've noticed a, a distinct change in the tone on, on Mastodon. Everywhere. Kind of a peaceful place. Well, I'm, right. I'm just saying because Mastodon you're, was sort of a peaceful place. Right. And you're on Mastodon now, more than the others, but I've, I'm seeing yeah. it everywhere. The, everywhere, the, the yeah. ugliness is, is, uh, un, and I've seen a lot of ugly on social media over the last yes. decade or so. Absolutely. This is like nothing I've ever seen before. Same here. Exactly. It's it's above and beyond. It's what was bad already has become unbearable. I mean, I'm at the point where I just need to walk away more than usual. I usually I take breaks because who can take all that, right? Right. But this is more than than. I mean, I just want to break away for like a month. You and I don't me want both. To do anything. I don't want to look at anybody. I don't want. To, I you and I were talking. I just want to clean out my garage and clean out my closets and move. You know. Yes. Well, you know what I did over Thanksgiving. So here's a great story. Um, I, you know, we we furnished this house uh, at on at yard sales from uh, Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, and Goodwill. Got some amazing buys and a couple of things that needed refinishing. And you know me, I'm, you know, when it, when push comes to shove, uh, just let me bury myself in some kind of art project. So I feel like I'm a little kid again, playing with glue and and scissors and stuff. So I got this desk, a desk, this gorgeous desk at Goodwill for, it was like 1250. And it was painted like, it was like an antique blue. And it would have been pretty, except somebody started stripping off the paint from the top of the desk. And you could see it was pretty wood underneath, but it was like partially stripped. And I thought I can do that. I'm going to, I've never done this before, but I'm going to strip the paint off and I'm going to refinish it. And sure enough, that's what I've been doing. I did it for the four days of Thanksgiving. That's what I did. And I'm still working on it. it? It's really great. And here's the thing though. (laughs) Now I understand why they painted it. The top is beautiful. It's beautiful wood, but around the sides and the legs, it's a different wood. So I think I need to leave the top exposed, which is what I'm working yeah, on, and then, and then the maybe bottom. paint the bottom part. But see, or it is can, so much I fun. If you, could, if you we we had a thing when we were redoing our kitchen, they gave us the wrong wood on our island, and I was so pissed. Um, 
and I was going to just paint over it because I was it wasn't the grain I wanted it at mm. all. Mm-hmm. It was too grainy and it just didn't. It, anyway, what we ended up doing is doing two or three layers of stain. And what that did was it gave the impression of um, of a heavier coat. Uh-huh. You still could see the wood grain. Right. You can it. see the wood grain through this. Yes. But no, it won't work on the bottom because there's not even grain. It's like it's oh. shitty wood underneath on top. It's really uh, pretty. And first yeah. I had stained it and then I sort of like put a finish on it and I didn't like it. So I stripped it again and now I'm just oiling it. And with the oil, with each layer of oil, it brings mm-hmm. up the luster. It's even prettier. But mm. then I got to figure out what I'm going to do with the bottom part of it. I would show you pictures, except I've been without my phone for yeah, almost three weeks. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, no. Uh, hopefully this week. Um, my phone, I broke it. Uh, they said it was covered under warranty. And I, w- and I had to go pick it up at the store, at the T-Mobile mm-hmm. store. So I went yesterday and the woman was such a bitch. She goes, well, there's oh, no. damage. There's physical damage to this phone. Well, no, it's not cracked. Nothing's cracked, but it was What's the flip wrong? phone. And I guess underneath something broke. Oh. I don't know. But, oh. but I got home. You would be so proud of me. I did not yell at her. I, d- I just oh, said, good. okay, then I guess I'm screwed. And I got up and I left. And then, you know, in the car, I'm like, David, I'm so fucked. I did not get, I did not get insurance on this phone because I've gotten insurance on every phone I've ever had and I never needed it. it. This time I I do. But I called and look, I've been with this phone company for 16 years and they don't want to lose me as a customer. And so the guy was, couldn't have been nicer. He's like, I don't know why she said that. Of course we will exchange it for you. And this time we'll mail it to your house. So hopefully by the end of the week, I'll have a phone, but I still don't have a phone. So I'm not taking pictures. So, cause I don't have my phone. So when I texted you today saying, do you have your phone yet? Where does that go? (laughs) um, It goes into the ether. I have not, I don't see my texts. I did see the direct message you sent me on shitter. Yeah, because yeah. I can still get I have an iPad, my only Apple product so that I can FaceTime with my kid. So oh. I'm using that. But and I and I actually took some pictures, but I, yeah. I don't I don't even know where it is. It's not in here and it doesn't automatically upload onto my computer. But um, for the next time you come here, I'll, sh- I'll show you the before and after pictures of my desk. Oh, I would love to see that. Yes. Um, I have another another Hoosie. Oh, another Hoosie. OK. Another what's this? Another- Tell us. A tweet, a toot, a, a, a little tweety, a, a, a little thing. sheet. Okay. A sh- Tell um, us. A journalist shit. at um, the Times of Israel, Amy Spiro, was saying this was yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, Netanyahu with Elon Musk, who arrived in Israel today, hard to stomach welcoming someone who just days ago endorsed oh. a very virus. <laughs> yes. Say it with me. Virulent. Virulent. Virulent, virulently, virulently. <laughs> We're talking about Elmo, that that piece of shit, Elon Musk, who retweeted something from some anti-Semite and said, you're speaking the truth. Right. So he's saying she's saying has dabbled for years in anti-Semitism, Semitism and has turned this platform into a cesspool of hate. Yes. And then Ruth Ben-Ghiat replies. See, I remember her name. Yes. Um, a theme of my book, Strongmen, mm-hmm. is the total absence of morals in such personalities. That's right. This allows them to conduct all affairs in a completely transactional and opportunistic manner. And let me so tell you something. 
Elmo, Elon Musk, and BB Netanyahu are two sides of the same coin. They deserve each other. They're and Trump. They're three sides of the same coin. May they all rot in hell together. Oh God, yes. Please. I wish there was a hell just so they could rot in it. Yep. No shit. I'll I'll create a hell for them if anyone wants to (laughs) round them up and put them in there. Yeah. Uh, it already you know, exists. What else I'm getting online, which I really don't appreciate. What? And, and when I when I call people out, they generally are very polite and, and nice about it. But they send me um, violent things like I, I'll, I'll, Mike Pence should have been hanged or that, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and I'm like, no, 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 I no, said, no, you no, know, no. I totally understand your anger, but I do not want to see that in my timeline. Violence is not the answer. So please, please don't. Right. And they were very sweet about it and said, no, you know understood you know they got it although i have uh, i have after after some people have told me time and time again in their own words what they believe i've said things that i've never said i will often say something you know lovely like eat shit and die because you know but that's an expression (laughs) that i mean i don't say it i don't usually say that I just say eat shit. But, um, but, <laughs> I add but, in the other two words because. Right. But a lot of people do. It, that's a very common expression. And mm. I understand that if someone said, I wish you'd eat shit and die, I wouldn't have said anything about that. I'd say, All right, <laughs> it's, you know, but when they get specific with, I want to see him at the end of a rope. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. No, no. You know, and I, and I, no. I don't know if that's being hypocritical about eat shit and die, but I, I just see that as an idiom at this point. William you know. in the chat room said violins are the answer. Thank you, yes. Roseanne. Roseanne, what's, Adana. what's her name? Um, Emily Roseanne. Latella. Oh, Emily Latella. Never mind. Violins. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh gosh, President Biden is. This is of course New York Times facing deep anger over his solidarity with Israel among some supporters. We know that already. Why do you have to keep telling us that? And some staff members. This is the same story that's been out for a week. You know, I'm putting it out like it's new. Drift Glass was here yesterday, and this was a big part of our discussion was about, you know, what the fuck, media? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Come on, man. man. Did you learn nothing? No, that's the answer. They learned nothing. No, they they know better. It's not that they haven't learned. They know. They don't care. Yep. They're getting yep. some benefit out of doing this. And they think, I guess, the benefit is that they'll make money somehow in the long run. <sighs> so, <sighs> you know, if they think... It's all about the money. They, it doesn't matter. It doesn't money. matter that you have no scruples, no ethics, no morals, as long as you're making money hand over fist. As long as you're powerful. Ugh. It's all money and power. It, everything yeah. we've talked about, it's yeah. about money and power. Yep. Yep, people it. don't care about other people. They care about money and power. We are the rest of the people. We care about that too, but not as much as our lives and democracy. Right. You know, things that matter. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, we, we're, we're near the end of the hour. I look up and well, it's like the hour has flown by. So it has flown by. It has flown by. So Laffy, <laughs> you know, I'm still we, we I've still got boxes in the garage. We're still going through them, oh God, trying no, to get you know. Um, and and now you're just embarking on it. So you're you're getting ready to. You've been doing the dual residency thing sort of for a while now, but now you're getting for ready to move time. up to. Yeah, we we've Canada. been dual residencing for over a year. 
So we have a place to be. We have our townhouse. We will buy a house there when we sell this house here. This house has somebody interested already, but they have mm-hmm. to buy their uh, sell their own house first. So mm-hmm. we'll probably end up having to list it, although we're hoping we don't have to list it at this point. We'll get a good price for it because it's worth a lot and we didn't buy it for a lot. Yeah. Then we have to pay capital gains because we will only be buying in Canada. We will not be buying in the United States, even though we're United States citizens. They get to so come we'll in and go in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll, but we'll, we'll somehow do it. And it will, it'll take forever to get a house in Canada. There just is nothing there. Nothing. Wow. There's nothing for sale. Everybody wants to keep where they are. There's a, shor- a shortage of ho- houses, and right now, Trudeau and the various provinces are doing everything they can to increase housing. Uh, BC is building a ton of sky rises. Oh, um, yeah. And they're also building, well, in, in designated areas, and right. they're also, also building um, multifamily homes that are sh- smaller, you know, two, two three-story things. Right. Um, because there is, there's just a shortage. Housing shortage. There's too many people. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many people on the planet. And, you know, there too were some people who said people. what we really need is just a good pandemic. No. By the way, did you hear there's sure. a new virus uh, is sending people to the hospitals in China? Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been writing about it. And also there's uh, the Omicron virus here has been resilient as hell. And it's been the variants of Omicron are resilient as hell. And they've been sending people to the hospital here now. And and the wastewater has been, you know, where you measure the amount of disease has been rising about uh, I can't remember if it's three percent or eight percent. But it's a good I think it was eight percent. Um, and we're just at the beginning of, of the winter. So. Lovely. Well, you know what? There was, and sorry, we're in overtime now. There was a big um, uh, climate report uh, issued. Yeah, it comes out every yes. five years. The only person I heard talking about it was Desi Doyen on the broadcast in the Green News Report. The corporate media, I don't think they spent two seconds on it. Chris and Hayes covers Chris the Hayes, climate okay. crisis. He's the he's only the one. Only one. He's the only one. So COP twenty-seven or twenty-eight, whatever is coming up. Desi Doyen is going to be on this show on Monday. We're going to spend the hour dealing with all of this. So um, yeah, I'm just uh, heads up. So we yeah. will go through it, and and not that it'll do any good because you know people suck. Who cares about saving the planet for our children and grandchildren as long as I get to drive my Hummer? (laughs) It's like there's a a line on Seinfeld, and I probably said this last time I was on, but uh, Elaine and Jerry are talking and they say, you know, people are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) They suck. People suck. suck. (laughs) They suck out loud. I got... There's so many things I could say. So I've been dealing with uh, trying to get David's email working. And this company that we got the email through, I'm like, by the way, to this person on chat, your instructions suck. And the person said to me, you better not, you know, you you need to stop using abusive language with me or I'm going to have to uh, disconnect this call. That wasn't abusive. There was nothing abusive. If you want to hear abusive, (laughs) I can give you abusive. That was not. That was nothing. Mm. Uh, mm. It's like saying, you know what, your car sucks. If it's it's a lemon, your car sucks. Is that abusive? No. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't, David's calling. I don't, uh, I, let's just see why. What? Hello? Did you want to talk to, do I need eyes? We're still, we're on the air, you know. Uh, Sure. 
Sure. Oh, I didn't know you were still here. <laughs> Four o'clock. I know. We're, we're in overtime. We're just wrapping up. Sorry. That's okay. I don't have a phone, so David calls me here. So, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Oh, my God. Bye. Hi, David. All right. He's gone. <laughs> he, he thought we were Let's done. <laughs> That's the only way he can reach me because I don't have a phone. Wait, can he? I, get, I can get texts on my uh, iPad. But I'm I, I'm I'm not an Apple person. My phone is not Apple. I don't do Apple products except for my iPad. And my phone is not is not synced up to the iPad. Oh, I, I don't gotcha, use gotcha. the yeah. iPad for anything other than, you know, pictures yeah. and uh, right. FaceTiming my kid. That's how I used to use mine too. I understand. Yeah. All right. Well, All this right. is sort of petering out. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking like we're just, you know, no one else is around. No, just. <laughs> Okay. All right. So everybody can just come over and we can have like a wine party. So, so I got to tell you, um, because it's just us now, the, the, why don't I have a phone? My phone's broken. I'm waiting for the replacement. Um, the, my neighborhood that we live in, in Chandler, the next street over is known for their awesome Christmas light display. So apparently it's a madhouse in my neighborhood this time of year, I guess it starts in, in December and the whole month. I'm going to set up a tent out front with all my stuff for sale. I have, uh, I have boxes galore. I have jewelry that I've made. I have paintings. I have artwork. I have faux stained glass. I'm going to put out a sign uh, at the end of the block as people are going, ne- you know, in the next block over definitely. to look at the stuff great yeah. handcrafted holiday gift ideas. Come on down. I'm yeah, hoping now. that, yeah, do it. So, um, th- this, this is what I, this is what I have going on in the month of December. Yeah, when you said I'm going to set up a tent. I was like, what are you going to sleep outside? <laughs> well, What's going I'm, on with you? No, I'm to put to my wares. I'll put lights up on Your it. Wares. Yeah. Nicole's wares. My, my stuff, my art stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole's art stuff. That's what you should call it. I got art stuff to sell. I got art stuff to sell. All right. All right. I'm All going. Right. I got to right. walk the dogs. All right. Um, uh, I got two dogs? now, you know. What? No. Well, because I have father-in-law's dog. Oh. We're, she, we're not keeping him forever. He's a doll. He's a little doll. His so what are you Henry. doing with him? You can, yeah, of course you're keeping him. No, we can't. He, we can't take him to Canada. We don't have the space, but we are, the sister is taking him. Oh, okay. He's, he's lived at both our houses before. Gotcha. It's not like, okay. You know, as long as when, when father-in-law had to go to the hospital and stuff, we, we took care of him. Gotcha. As long as there's family that can. Oh, absolutely. Him. Yes, absolutely. We just can't personally. We've got uh, in, in Canada, we have our son's dog and three cats. Oh, 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 oh I didn't know and that. And we also have Hammy. Yes. And Henry, no. It, it, gotcha. It, no I didn't room. realize you had a whole menagerie up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a little crazy. Gotcha. Hammy barks at the cats constantly, so it's, it hasn't been exactly serene. I understand. It's yeah. Stressful. And Jackson, you know, Jackson has to be an only because he got yeah. crotchety and all of a sudden mean. Well, so. luckily, Hammy and Henry get along great. They always have. But the other day for Thanksgiving, when sister-in-law came over with her husband, who's legally blind, he has a big old black lab, Ooh. big old thing like a horse. And he gets along with everybody. His name's Chip. But he kept trying to hump Henry and Henry's oh, no. shorter than Hammy. <laughs> and Henry's a boy. So Chip is gay. Well, Henry, uh, t- t- Henry that's what dogs like, do. Right. They don't care. You know, no, they don't care. They don't but, care. 
but Ham, but Hammy got so agitated watching that because Henry didn't really want Chip to do that. And so Han, Hammy would stand there and go bark, 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 bark constantly. That was our, our Thanksgiving. Oh, fun. <laughs> it was crazy, not relaxing, but oh. it was really delicious. And on that note, <laughs> we're done. Um, tomorrow, again, tomorrow, um, I, I hope people will tune in and just listen with an open mind to hear somebody yeah. who has lived in Israel for the last dozen years or so is now back in Illinois um, with her two children and her husband having narrowly escaped with their lives and will tell us uh, their experience. And, and I'll tell you something else. They, they are allowed to disagree with mm-hmm. how you feel, how I feel. Absolutely. There's no need to get militant over. There's right. no need to get hostile over. You can just say, you know, I just don't agree with that. But thank you for sharing your thoughts, whatever. Absolutely. That's what I'm objecting to is the militance that I feel. Or the and the ugliness. In- and, you know, yes. the, uh, the, I object to being called a genocidal Nazi. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, go name. figure. Go figure. <laughs> why would why would I have a problem with that? Nazi. Yeah. Like my little genocidal Nazi. <laughs> call my little genocidal Nazi. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. In terms of endearment. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, Laffy. Okay, hasta luego. All right. And you guys, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. You. Bye. Thanks for listening. Adios and peace out. Adios. Yeah. Amigos. Bye.